Hello and welcome to another episode of the De-Stress Podcast with me, Dr. Amanda. This podcast is all about raising awareness of the impacts of stress on our life and our health. Um, In this podcast, we try to give you practical tips about managing stress and highlight the importance of it because it's often underestimated. So today's podcast, I have a very special guest with me. I have my husband, Raf Chisholm, and the reason he's on the podcast today is because we want to talk about marriage. When it comes to relationships, it's really is quite integral in when it comes to stress management. Often our relationships can cause us stress, but also when it comes to stress management, having positive relationships are really important. And one of our biggest relationships that a lot of us get into is a marriage. And so um, I will welcome now my husband. I'll let him introduce himself, but that is what we're going to be exploring today. Um, There are so many different areas when it comes to marriage and causing stress, but today we want to talk about introducing children into the marriage and how that can really start to rock the boat. (laughs) Okay, so hi, this is my husband, this is Raph. Say hi to the people. Why, why? So, um, a bit about us. Well, actually, you know what? Introduce yourself. How would you like to introduce yourself to the podcast? Um, uh, yeah, so I'm Amanda's husband. I am a father of two. I'm a teacher. Um, I am a self-proclaimed comedian and athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I guess I'm on the de-stress podcast mm-hmm. um i would classify myself also as a anti-warrior definitely definitely um when i said when it comes to stress and stress management and keeping yourself in a more worry-free um state of mind this man here is an expert in that just so good at it but um and he's taught me a lot in terms of managing stress but today we are talking about marriage um and we've been married for nearly eight years this year we've been together for 11 years um we met when i was 19 and he was 23 we got married when i was 23 and he was 27 and we're now both in our 30s and so we have navigated a lot of life together there's been a lot of transitions but i would say that one of the transitions that caused quite a bit of stress for us um, a lot of joy as well, um, and actually brought us closer, but a lot of stress nonetheless was introducing children into our lives. Mm, mm. Yeah? So tell them about our kids. Mm. Um, so I'm a girl dad. I've got two girls. Uh, one is three going on. <laughs> and then another one is uh, going on 30 I don't know what she's going on going on crazy 13 yeah she should be over in it yeah so 13 all that. Uh, and then the other one is uh, 11 months almost one um, some really good personality traits um, they're both clearly here for a really good time um, <laughs> for a great time they have zero chill mm-hmm we do not have relaxed, quiet children by any stretch of the, the imagination. But um, I am realising that the the oldest one, um, the bigger terror, is um, she's a really sweet kid. Yeah. She's really, really nice. Um, it's just making sure that 
She's facilitated. Facilitated? Oh, okay then. But um, parenthood in itself will come with its own with its own stresses, and we will. There'll be other episodes that we're talking about parenting children and navigating that in the different stages. But this episode, I wanted to talk about introducing the children to our lives. Introducing them. Yeah. So when the kids first come, um, because it's just a massive it's a massive shift, and um, I think <clears throat> for most people, no matter how perfectly you do it, it's still a stressful period of time. Yeah, well, or, if someone has said that <coughs> raising children has been zero stress, that's because yeah, they they've lie. paid for a lot of help. And I feel like themselves. even if you have a lot of help, it still can cause a lot of stress. And so um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so, our, like you said, we have a three-year-old. So mm. it was four years ago that we started trying to have children and we got pregnant or I got pregnant. And I think that's where the journey should really start in that whole process of trying to have a kid. And everything, but um, I have a few que- I have a few questions that I want to answer in this podcast, mm. um, and I guess the first thing really is why is it so stressful having children or introducing kids into the family? What do you think? Like, why is that period of time so stressful? Uh, because you're making a transition from being um, selfish to selfless. Mm-hmm. And not negatively selfish. selfish. Yeah, yeah, but you, you can it's choose just, yourself. You can choose mm-hmm. to um, spend all your money on silly things. Like, let's say, for example, I don't know, Amanda might have a Nike addiction or something like that. <laughs> and she might decide that any any opportunity she has to spend it on Nike and go out and do something like that, she can. Um, because right, he's, <clears throat> he's talking about himself right now. We're speaking hypothetically. When he says Amanda, he means rap has a like addition addiction. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, we're speaking hypothetically. Um, mm-hmm. but let's say, um, you you want to sacrifice going out and spending money elsewhere, like something social, for mm-hmm. example, because you can do that because you're only the only person that takes a hit. Yeah. So you are being selfish in that respect. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, not, not being like, um, it's all about me, but you only have to think about, well, I've been really um, irresponsible here. Now I'm going to have to eat bread and toast. Bread and toast? I'm going to have to eat toast um, for the next two days. Yeah. You can't do that when you've got children mm-hmm. because you need to make sure that they've got the best. Yeah. Um, or you might think, I really want to go on holiday. Yeah. Uh, the type of holidays that you take. Um, all of a sudden you start thinking about oh well actually is it child friendly instead of being like mm-hmm. I want to stay somewhere that is uh, adult only yeah like, and that's the thing in marriage you do have to become more selfless than when you're just single um, because you're having to consider somebody else but you're considering somebody else who is also considering you and you're also considering somebody else who um, can look after themselves mm-hmm. whereas when it comes to children you're having to consider somebody else that first of all they don't consider you. It's not they're, they're not at that developmental stage, um, and also they can't look after themselves. Like they are dependent on you. Whereas in a marriage, there isn't that dependence. That there's that teamwork, and you make those sacrifices, or you become more selfless and considerate of each other's feelings and wants and everything. But really, like um, you look after yourself. Like you can yeah, look after yeah, yourself. Yeah. We do look after each other, but like you don't okay. need I'm me to help you go to sleep at night. You don't need me to, you know, make sure that you're eating. Um, I know that we help each other in these ways. Like, I, you know, we cook mm-hmm. for each other and all that stuff. And we try and help each other stay accountable to our goals. But really, you know, I don't need to wash you. 
I don't need to feed you from my bosom. <laughs> you don't change my body. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, those things. We're, we're both sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another reason why it's very stressful to, to raise kids, um, especially when at the age where you are introducing them to the family, yeah. um, they are the most selfish and the most manipulative and the most um, self-centered people. Like, the world does revolve around them. Yeah, their world, they are the centre of their world. And rightly so, that's... Mm. And that's, 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 that's quite stressful. Be. And that's what's obviously going from being selfish to completely selfless mm-hmm. and putting um, not only the child's needs before yours. Mm-hmm. Um, in my, uh, from my perspective, I'm putting your needs before mine as well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you're, I'm, the, you're, I am you're, dependent, you're, yeah. you're the primary caregiver, aren't mm-hmm. you? And then I'm just there trying to be in a video. Yeah, no, we're, I would say we're both the primary caregivers, but as in no, I'm the one, one. The other one that's like, like... Yeah, pushing them out, breastfeeding them. Mm, yeah, and I'm, I'm at home with them more as well. And they... And because they, of that... They, they have that attachment to you yeah. or not, kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and I think what else makes it stressful as well, in terms of why it's stressed in the marriage, is because, like, you said, like we said, you're now having to become more selfless because for these individuals. But before that, the only person you really had to care about and... Obviously, there's lots of people in your family or friends that you might care about, but really for day-to-day runnings of your household, it was just about the two of you and you have a lot of time to give to your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just like, you have a lot, of time, a, lot of, a lot of time where you're just the two of you. You have much more opportunities to communicate with each other, to cater to each other's needs, to make each other feel like they're loved. Whereas when a child comes along, they take up so much time. Um, I always think one of the key pillars when it comes to marriage and relationships is communication. And I think it becomes very hard to communicate effectively when you are sleep deprived, when you have lots of hormones raging through your body, Mm. in my case, Um, and when you are completely shifting the way in which you do things, it becomes difficult to communicate. And when there isn't that communication there, it can start to build misinterpretation of things, resentment, um, and you can kind of get lost in the roles of parenthood and forgot, forget the roles of marriage and wife and husband. Yeah, yeah. is obviously said uh, a hormone imbalance. Um, or or shift. Yeah, shift, sorry. Um, but isn't, is it cortisol? Mm. Is that a hormone? Yeah, so that's, that's a hormone involved in the stress response. So that would be for both of us then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not just. No. Know. Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's not just hormone changes in myself, but also, and um, we're both sleep deprived, and we know that, and um, when you're not getting enough sleep, um, it does affect the homeostasis in your body. It affects the hormone balancings in the in the body, um, and also some of the things that we did to care for ourselves in terms of you know getting enough exercise, eating well, sleeping well, all those things get disrupted because you are now creating a new life. Yeah, you lose your um, coping mechanisms. Yeah, um, and I... you get them back, but in the moment when it's first happening, it's very hard. You, there has to be that transition from being Amanda and Raf, husband and wife, man and woman, to mom and dad. Yeah, to parents. Um, should we tell a bit of our story about when the girls came along, how it affected us, our marriage? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys, if you can hear background noise. One of our children has woken up from a nap, crying. I don't know if it's picking it up. But anyway, um, so, yeah, we had our first child in at the end of 2019. And so I fell pregnant around March, March, April time. 
2019. And before that, trying to get pregnant. You say trying, I don't really feel like there was much effort. Yeah, we got, we were very fortunate, very blessed to get pregnant quite quickly. Um, but I would say there was even stress with that. I was very, at the time, ready to have children. I was ready to be pregnant. Yeah. And so I think I added stress to that in terms of like expectations and command and like, we need to have this kid. Yeah. Um, um, how, I don't know how you dealt with that, but <laughs> it wasn't very drawn out. Um, I mean, it was maybe a month yeah, it was like, yo, I'm not a machine in it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was, it, yeah, you're right. It, because of expectation and the desire to have something, um, that's where the added stress okay. came on. Obviously, you're trying to meet um, ovulation windows and all that kind of stuff, whereas before, that was never a factor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the trying, the trying element of it um, is easy. It's something that, like, you've been practising your whole marriage. Mm -hmm. um, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't really change, but obviously, because you've been proactive or you're trying to be purposeful about what you're trying to achieve, mm -hmm. that's, I guess... Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that did, but, that did but, make yeah, it a little bit... It made it a little bit stressful, but it was quite short-lived for us. Yes, it was. And that first pregnancy, um, I would say for myself in terms of the pregnancy, I there were some elements of it that were stressful. Um, you know, just like, make sure the well-being of the child, the well-being of myself. I had a bit of anxiety in the beginning of the, of the pregnancy. Um, but I felt like we were still pretty good because life hadn't changed yet. We were preparing for the change. And yes, there was like tiredness and cravings and all of that stuff in like the preparation buying the things but mm. really i didn't think it was that like massive of a stressful time for our marriage no definitely not for me personally no you put cots together and got prams and we had we had baby moon and yeah i don't think i think the first pregnancy wasn't a massive stress no it was calm um for the marriage yeah yeah routines weren't really changed no all. no um, if anything, you probably had a bit more time to yourself because I slept more. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the, that was fine. <coughs> but then we come to introducing our eldest, Isabella. And um, I want to hear your perspective. How did you find that transition in terms of our marriage and the stress that it put on us? Um, difficult, isn't it? From my, from where I was standing, obviously the timeshare of uh, Amanda has gone from, I guess I share you with work and other people, but I still had a, a majority share in that. Mm -hmm. um, I am no longer a, a majority shareholder. <laughs> no. Um, so I guess that's difficult. Um, the time that Amanda does have that isn't spent on uh, babies, is then spent recovering. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's like, you have to be uh, mature enough and humble enough to, to realise when, um, when it's your time and how you, and how you can utilise that time. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, um, and obviously I know this now after two kids, so uh, I guess it probably was quite, I don't want to say it was like, it's not like it was hard to take, mm -hmm. but it's 
not that enjoyable. Yeah. And the thing is, it was, it's, it's like a weird, um, I don't know if the word's paradox, but, um, you know, on the one hand, we are actually bonding so much over this child that's doing all these amazing things and like rolling over and, you know, showing us love and crawling and just doing things like we've, we've created a human together. Mm. Um, and the way that you supported me during the birth and all of that, you know, really helped to bring us together. But then equally, we're not getting as much time, just the two of us. We're not communicating as well. And I am exhausted. Yeah, um, I, I would say we, so we didn't spend time together the same as we were before. Yeah, we were not together. Quite. We were together. But... Not, well, obviously, one of my loves is watching TV or films. Mm. You still fell asleep during films like you did before. So I guess that hadn't changed. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, <clears throat> yeah things, things definitely... Um, switched yeah. a little bit, yeah. And, um, I, I felt like I had more of a caring role for you, mm-hmm. um, which I guess yeah. would have added more stress. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Um, I think it's also the timing too. Um, I was actually getting to the point where I was getting quite lonely, especially in those first few months. Um, just dealing with it all, like the transition to becoming a mother, I found myself very tearful, anxious, not really knowing if I was doing the right thing. Um, and it was as the pandemic was coming, the pandemic hit in like when Isabella was three months old. And so then we were locked down. And um, this is the thing as well, the transition to becoming a mother, I think is sometimes a bit easier or a bit more natural, innate for women than it is for men to transition into being a father. And I say that because we grow the child, we like that bond is there. If you, if you become a mother via pregnancy, like, you know, birthing your own child, um, then that hormonal shift, your body is literally preparing for motherhood, right? As your body produce, like prepares to produce milk, that's all happening and it's changing the connections in your brain. Um, and then once they're there, you know, you're with them. So, like the, the hormone shifts after giving birth, during birth, after giving birth, um, when you are changing them and feeding them and all of those responsibilities that you have and your body's recovering from it. It's like, as your body recovers from birth, it also builds itself up, up as a mom. And especially if um, a lot of the time in society, it's quite common the mother is the primary caregiver. And in our situation, that was the case as well. Like I took the time off work and mm. I was home with her more. I was doing more of the caring. Um, for you, it's a, lo- it's a longer transition, I think. Because you don't have those big impacts of like, you know, this is shifting, your hormones are shifting, your body's shifting, your, you know, that doesn't quite happen. And I think sometimes there can be that lag behind that as a mum, you're there, you know, you know what's happening, you know, the change that happened with the baby, you got into your routine of doing your thing. Whereas the dad, in our situation, you're going out to work, coming back, you weren't at home with us all the time. Babies change so quickly and sometimes you were lagging behind things. And so I remember the, like the pandemic happening and I'm doing stuff and you're doing things incorrectly because I don't think, you know, I don't think you're doing it right that way and I want you to do it this way. And you're like, but last week that was okay. Do you know what I mean? There's just mm. like, um, yeah, I, I was more immersed into it than you were. And so um, I did start to build up some resentment as well to you, feeling that, you know, I'm doing everything. Like, when is he going to catch on to this father thing? Um, and it's not that you weren't a present, like you were very present and very supportive, but I just felt like, okay, I'm I'm caught up in it. I'm I'm caught up, I'm in the mum role, like what's going on? Come on, catch up. Um, yeah, I definitely um, remember that resentment. It was stuff like, well, oops. you've been, you've been at work all day, having, having, having a great time. 
and I'm here looking after talking to adults. And it's like, yeah, work ain't fun like that. But I, I completely get what you're saying. I like now that I've gone back to work since having Isabella. Mm. Um, sometimes when I work, it like sometimes it is a bit of a yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but yeah, but yeah, it's so, just, but you're not in like it's not like you're just having a jolly. But that's how it felt mm, sometimes. Yeah, it's like so. I'm hang on a sec. I'm waking up mad early. I'm going to work, putting in a big shift, massive effort, and then I come home. Trying as much as I can, obviously not that not not that effective, um, or I didn't feel like I was that effective. Um, but where I would do, where I would, especially with Izzy, mm-hmm. is um, I'd be up until like eleven, twelve with her, mm-hmm. having a sleep with me, chill with me, so that you could get some rest, and then I'm doing it all again the next day, getting mm-hmm. up for work really early. So the the stress came there for me. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm like, well, I'm doing everything that I can do. Um, no, which I is, which do isn't, more. Yeah, which isn't much, but it's like, okay, but I need more. Uh, it's like, okay, I'm not really too sure how much more I can give or where because mm-hmm. I am obviously trying to trying to hold it down. But it's, and that's because that's the transition. Because now you do way more than that. Mm. You're used to having late nights and early mornings and kids wake up in the night. And yes, we're tired, but we're adjusted to it much more than those early days. With that first kid, it yeah. was so tough. And not to say things aren't tough now, because, well, but um, we, I feel like we're, you know, you adjust to it, you adjust to the role of parent and that, like, yes, your mornings aren't what they were and your evenings aren't what they were and sometimes you're up late and sometimes you've got to juggle this, this and this. But when you first start doing it, it just feels like all yeah. consuming. I think one thing that made it easier, though, for us, or for me, essentially we had, like, a crash course in parenting because of, the lockdown yeah, yeah so we were just yeah. at home constantly but still even with that we got to about when isabella was about 11 months into being parents and we had to go to marriage counseling but we didn't have to we chose to go to marriage counseling because of all of that resentment and just the we weren't aligned before that we've always been very you know together on the pe- same page with everything i felt like mm-hmm. i felt like that was the first time where we felt like we were on different pages and that we weren't giving to each other what we needed to give to each other and so we went to counselling, we did about five sessions, I think. Do you remember? I don't remember how many. Yeah, I think it was like five or six, six sessions. I think that just really helped us to get back onto the same page. Because I think we were just completely off. And um, I can't remember who it is, it's either Michelle Obama or Oprah. They have this thing, I've said it before, it's an analogy where you've got a car and the car looks great. Yeah, you think it's all good. And this is what they do when they manufacture cars. Then they put it on, before they say the car is ready to go, they put it on a platform and they shake it. And then if there's anything loose or wrong, that will all become evident. And so, um, although I would say that we had an excellent marriage before the children, like I felt like we had a good marriage. We had a lot of fun together and we're you know, very connected. Um, still, going into parenthood puts you on that platform that shakes your marriage. And even though the car looked really good, it showed all the bits that were loose. Mm, good. And that's, that's why, good. do you know what I mean? And that's why I feel like, even though we had a good relationship beforehand, there were still loose bits and parenthood shook it about and it showed us those loose things. So then you um, go back, you tighten up, tighten up the bits that fell off. Yeah. And then before you put out the next version... You have another baby! Have another for... And that shakes it again. And you see yeah, yeah, and you see where things are. And so I guess we're in the shaking time now because we've introduced another child, Athena. Um, and if you watched the first episode, I told you my story of stress. Um, how I came to like my story where I had like heightened stress and burnout and how I ended up coming up with this podcast and why we're all here at the moment. Um, and 
I had a very stressful pregnancy. Not because of the pregnancy, but because of external, external factors. factors. Mm. But even though the external factors may have made me stressed, ultimately it puts strain on the marriage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think very similar things to what happened with Isabella has happened this time, apart from there's been a bit more pressures in terms of with marriage, you're doing life together. And so whatever's happening in life, it impacts everything. And so this time around, there's been pressures in terms of um, me recovering, not just from pregnancy and birth, but from burnout and anxiety and depression. There's been recovering our finances from the impacts of everything that happened with work um, getting confidence back. And just there's been a lot of transitions this time. Um, but we are still married. Are we happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're yeah, still married. Okay. And so um, that's a bit of our story with stress and how it manifested with when we had our children. But like I said, we are still married. We are still happy. And so I guess like the next question that I have, the last question, is how do how do you actually manage that transition? Because it's really hard to avoid it. And this podcast isn't about how to avoid stress. It's about how to navigate stress, manage stress, and still thrive through the stressful situations that happen in life that are inevitable to happen. And so um, I've got a few things that I think we did that really helped us to navigate that transition. But do you want me to go first with one? Or have you got anything yeah, that's come to mind? Yeah, I'm not really... I obviously, you know, my... my... Uh, my issue personally is that I can't, I'm not able to, like, I find it more difficult to realise what the coping mechanism is, if you can show me, oh, just fine. because, what we do, okay. I just, I, obviously, I just roll with punches in yeah. it, so that's why I find it harder to, mm-hmm. um, Okay, yeah. so, um, I think one of the things that we did really well was our preparation for having kids. I think people often say that um, you can't prepare to have kids, you know, you have kids and you'll never be prepared to have kids, true, but there are some things that you can do to make yourself a bit more ready. And I think we really invested in our marriage beforehand. Um, Now, obviously not everyone has the luxury of having like a long relationship before they have kids, but we had, we've been together seven years before we had our first child. We've been married for four years, we've been dating three years before that. And so we really had taken time to cultivate our relationship yeah. and have the foundation there um, and make sure that we were friends and we had fun beforehand. Because I think when you're having those and really get to know each other properly, because I think bef- when you're having those times where you're really struggling, um, having those memories and having that foundation to fall back on that you know this person, you know what your relationship is, we're just going through a tough time. I think that helps put perspective to it. Whereas when I think, you know, if you rush into having kids or not even rush, not even time frame really, but say you have kids with a partner that you don't know that well, or, you know, you haven't really spent that time to cultivate your relationship to an adventure together and have fun together, then the stress has come and what you've, your foundation worked like, where is it? Mm. So I think that helped. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing that I think really helped us as well was um well what's helping us this time is using our village much more so last time like we said it was lockdown and although we do have like family around things were quite different last time and so in terms of us using our village or using additional help i guess that's where the counseling came in for us Mm. but this time round i think we um because of all the stress i brought my 
mother-in-law over and she's been staying for the last four months and what that's allowed us to do for our marriage is that we've been able to have time just the two of us together like intentionally make that time we've had a couple of nights away which we never did with Isabella and it was the first night away on um, anniversary yeah so with Isabella the first time we spent a night away from her we had one night away for our anniversary we weren't even gone for 24 hours <laughs> we did a lot but those times um i think we've yeah having time setting time intentionally for just you and your partner to do things that aren't serious not time together for you to do the budget or time together for you to set the meal plans or you know whatever but or for you to clean the house together but like setting time together where you're just having fun and kind of a bit of nostalgia, doing things that you used to do before the kids or doing things just without the kids. Doesn't mean you don't talk about the kids, we always talk about the kids. But like um having time for the two of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I've got one. Go on. So I think one thing that definitely reduced stress during the transition period was making sure that like when we picked our house you know, mm -hmm. years before, um mm -hmm. we made sure that uh, we future proofed so we're talking about um well how many kids might we have so much space might we need yeah so instead of putting ourselves through pregnancy and having to move or trying to find a new house we bought a house that we'd be able to go into mm -hmm. make sure that the cars would have enough space mm -hmm. um i had actually um moved closer to home in terms of work yeah which also then obviously um, shut down there Commute, uh, commute time and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff uh, or reduce the time or shut it down rather so doing things like that is preparing you obviously for having the kids mm -hmm. but reducing the the stress mm -hmm. of of things that could potentially come in the way yeah so i think that yeah, that, that definitely that definitely mm -hmm. helped to manage um yeah. yeah just just removing removing that potential stress mm -hmm. That's true. That is really true. I know that not everyone has the luxury of doing that, but if you are planning kids, that's something you can do. And um, something else, I think we always, everyone says communication is so important in marriage. But I think something that I've learned this time around compared to the first time I had kids was to communicate your entire thought. Now, communication, I could do so much better at. I'm sure you would agree. But communicating the entire thought, so like rather than just saying um, something quite passively, passive aggressively or you know, um, that you don't like this or, you know, not communicate everything. Say to your partner that, okay, I think now I talk quite a bit and I'll be like, well, I'm feeling at capacity because of this, this and this. And like, these are all the things that are happening in my mind right now so that you're aware of it. And sometimes I may not make you aware of it early enough, but I think communicating the whole thought and not be, and a lot of the time where you don't, I find myself not telling the truth or not communicating like my entire thoughts to you was because I was either... And I think you as well, why you don't communicate with me sometimes, it's fearful about the reaction um, and also fearful um, yeah, about like how it might be interpreted or whatever. Um, but I think you've got to give your, your, pay, your partner the opportunity to deal with the truth and move forward and understand that the reaction in the moment may not be perfect, but it might change how you are dealing with the marriage going forward. And actually giving each other what you need um so yeah communicating the whole thought not just like the annoyance or the resentment but communicating like why you're feeling so annoyed right now is it because actually you feel like 
the last few weeks um there hasn't been much time spent together with the family is it because you're feeling uncared for is it because you're feeling unheard like communicating the whole thing um and something actually in terms of like we had a we um we're married we have arguments our last argument was about misinterpretation of something so something happened and i thought that raf was not um defending me or i'm um, basically we both interpret interpreted the situation completely differently um and i felt like um you know you should have protected me and you felt like the situation wasn't a threatening situation mm. and so we just completely misinterpreted each other and um, there's something I want to do going forward, and something I heard in another podcast actually, is you got annoyed at the fact that I misinterpreted it because I know your character and I know that you always want to protect me. Mm. And so even though how I felt is valid, I should, have re I should have also given you the benefit of the doubt that he didn't do this, but it's not because he, his intention was this. I need to think about your intention based on your character. Does that make sense? That does make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. And so giving your partner that grace that you know them, you know that they love you, um, and you know that their intention is never to harm you. That isn't their intention. And so even though sometimes things do harm you or hurt you, when you go and communicate that, as you should, and say how it, how it made you feel, don't go and question their character, but give them the benefit of the doubt of that. Give them the grace of that. Yeah, I was, but I was saying this the other day, innit? Um... I said that we both need to remember that no matter what it is that we do, we should know that the intention is never to harm the other person. Yeah. Like always, it's, it's never going to be that because why? Like, what? yeah. And if that is the intention, you know, you need to definitely go and yeah, work on the marriage. Yeah, the problem is, but like every 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 action that we both take mm -hmm. towards each other is always going to be a positive one and out of mm -hmm. love, and trying to make something easier and harder. Um, and that's something that. It's hard to remember sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the intentionality and character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. I only heard that yesterday on a podcast. I was like, yes, mm. that is what we need to take for because that's my issue sometimes. But um, I really hope that you did enjoy this podcast. Um, another episode of De-Stress with Dr. Amanda in the bag. Um, it's a bit different because we were talking more about our own personal experiences. And this wasn't from a place of being experts. We're not marriage experts, but just what's helped us and what we've navigated with. And hopefully some of you got some benefit from that or resonated with it. But next week, there will be another episode. So please stay tuned. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review this podcast. It really helps more people to see it and get the valuable knowledge. Thank you, Raph, for joining me today. Uh, thank you for inviting me today. Oh, cute. Are you going to come back again? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh -huh. just so you're aware, uh -huh. today's price will not be tomorrow's price. And on that note, um, yes, please, um, you can also follow us <laughs> or you can follow me as well on Life at Life with Dr. Amanda on both Instagram and YouTube. If you're listening to this podcast, you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you're watching this, sorry, I said that wrong. If you are watching this podcast on YouTube, you can find this to listen to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you are listening to this podcast, you can also watch it and see our beautiful faces over on YouTube. Yeah. But um, your beautiful face as well. But yes, if you have any more topics that you want to discuss, don't forget to either write a comment down below, send me a DM, send me an email, and I look forward to hearing from you. Take care. Yeah.